Good evening, viewers. My name is Ryan Beckles, and welcome to the podcast, Mathematics and You. Today is Friday, the 20th of November, 2020, and this is the first of a two-part series, which looks at mathematics from a theoretical and practical perspective. I am speaking to you today from my home in the parish of St. Philip, and I'm very excited to introduce my socially distant guest for today. She has been a part of the educational landscape for decades with an extensive resume stretching from teaching in primary schools to being a teacher at the Springer Memorial and subsequently Harrison College. She then went on to tertiary education, having taught at the Barbados Community College and the University of the West Indies. To top it all off, she is now a teacher trainer in mathematics education at the Erdison Teachers Training College. Additionally, she is an accomplished author, having published several mathematics textbooks. It is my distinct pleasure to welcome Dr. Marlene Folks Griffith. Welcome, Dr. Griffith. Thank you, Mr. Beckles, for your introduction. You're most welcome. Now, please tell us a bit about your research in the field of mathematics. Okay, well, both... Um, postgraduate degrees, the master's and the doctoral thesis looked at attitude and the effect that they had to mathematics, how children really feel about learning mathematics, why certain areas that make them want to learn the mathematics. And then in the doctoral thesis, I looked further at the transfer of learning of mathematics. We know we have a problem. You teach something today and next week when you come, it is as if it was never done. So that became an issue for me and a very big concern in where are we going in the teaching of mathematics? Oh, I see. Well, now that we're talking about the teaching of mathematics, maybe we can look at the societal context of mathematics. Now, there seems to be a wide belief that mathematics is mainly about arithmetic. How do you feel about this belief? I would say that because the arithmetic is the first basic thing that we have been looking at with children, they learn numbers, they learn to count, they learn to add, they learn to subtract, and that's where we take them. We don't build real mathematics, which we shouldn't be doing because from even preschool stage, we can be teaching children shapes, volumes, areas, perimeters, those things which, are, which have gone past the arithmetic. But we still see arithmetic as a basic knowledge. And everyone who went to school would tell you that they learned arithmetic. But when it comes to the hardcore mathematics that we get later on, they tend to shy away from this. So, yes, there is a belief that when we say mathematics, we say arithmetic. But it really is much more than just arithmetic. Now, can you shed some light on why some persons may shy away from the so to say, hardcore mathematics? That is not the simplest thing to answer. But I will tell you that based on my research, the value of mathematics 
the motivation to do mathematics, the student's perception of the teacher, the level of confidence. These are things which influence children in mathematics. And uh, one of the things I'm going to tell you that I discovered in my studies, and I saw this in other studies that I've read, the perception of teacher, what children think about their teacher is very, very important to the students wanting to do mathematics. And I understand my teachers, even now in teacher training, they are the ones who need to motivate the students. So you, the teacher, is the starting point. Your motivation, your personal motivation, how you feel about the subject, how you think it should be done, will help to go a long way in getting others interested and motivated in doing the mathematics. I see. So whilst mathematics is a science, there are other things at play. As there it are the psychological influences that bring us on to the mathematics. Yes. I see. Okay. Oh, this is very interesting. Now, recently I read a paper by M. Asper, circa 2009, based on the mathematician Archimedes. What was interesting to note was the fact that Archimedes, like many mathematicians of his time, used mathematics seemingly as a tool to solve a problem. An example of this being the famous story of the golden crown, where he was tasked to verify the authenticity of the king's crown. It was amazing that the way he hypothesized to test the crown came about as a result of taking a bath in a tub and recognizing how his body displaced the water. He then made the epiphany that if he were to compare the displacement between the crown versus that of real gold, then he could verify the crown was indeed fake. My question therefore to you is, in what ways are there more connections like this to mathematics and real life? All right. Um, what Archimedes used was what we will call the theory of displacement. Gold is heavy. Right. right. Therefore, the weight of the gold would place, you know, a certain amount of water would be displaced with that volume of water. Then we look at simple things like even, let me put it here now, in this COVID season that we're in, we are restricted in our classrooms, how many children can sit in a classroom. Why is this an issue? And where is the mathematics here? We got the social distancing. So we know we can only accommodate so many six foot distances in a classroom. Generally, a person's, a regular person, maybe not a child, but the average person's arms with, it's about six feet, maybe less than that, but let's say about six feet from fingertip to fingertip. And I must be able to stand and stretch out my hand on both sides without touching the next person. 
So when we do that, we get a six foot distance between the two persons that we're talking about. So here, even in the simple COVID protocol, social distancing, we are seeing mathematics being applied. Ah, so Why are we wearing face masks? Let me give you another thing before I put that. Why are we wearing face masks? We wear face masks because we have been told that the droplets of, of um, coming out from our mouth when we speak can spread a certain distance. So we need to cover up so we're not spreading. So immediately we have mathematics right there around us. And we need to be careful with that. Yes. Oh, that is quite true. The ideas of dispersion is quite quite interesting to see how math is more than just the textbook. Textbook. And theory. I'm sitting down in the classroom and writing it. Yes, I'm glad that you have accentuated that point. So as we're moving now into conceptual I was also reading about this Hungarian theorist called Zotan Dienz through a column by E. McIver circa 2020 on mathnoproblem.com. Being an avid gamer in my time, I was naturally intrigued with his notions on using games and manipulatives to enhance learning for students. How do you think these manipulatives and games influence learning, if any? The whole thing about mathematics is a it's a doing thing. Dienz would have talked about discovery learning. He said learning is an active process based upon current or past knowledge. Manipulatives help us to connect the activity part of our learning. We feel, we touch, we handle things. We, and manipulatives don't necessarily have to be artificial things. I can get children measure how many glasses of water will fill a jug, how many stones will fill a vase. And we know the story very much about the teacher who filled the vase with stones and then he filled them with bigger stones and then he used smaller ones and then he, until he reached the point of filling with sand just for the children to see and understand how much it takes to fill the vase. And when he said fill, he meant really fill and not half full, quarter full or any other thing. So the sand made sure that you covered up everything. The game's influence gives the children a chance to not only enjoy the math that they're doing, and the operative word there is doing, so the games help the children not only to enjoy the math that they're doing, but to manipulate the maths. I play bingo. Where does bingo take me? For small children, I learn numbers. For bigger ones, my bingo clues could be solving a simple problem. For a bigger child, my bingo clues could be matching answers. 
So I can take my game to any level. Dominoes, a popular game that everybody knows. And I learned to read the domino hand. The smaller children will just match. And as they go bigger, they learn to, now let me see, if so many sevens are on the board, then somebody else has another seven to play. And one of the favorites they like with dominoes is to block a game. Because they know if I play this at this end and that at the end, nobody else will have no more. Because I can see that the board has the maximum number of fours. Right. So it will influence their thought process, their problem-solving process, their whole... They, they see mathematics from a different point of view. Right. So therefore, then, there is a clear relevance between the ENS's philosophy and the classroom. Yes, there is. Couldn't want it any clearer. It's true. So in conclusion, in case it has not been clear so far from our discussion, what can we say about mathematics and the world around us? You remember when some people thought that the world was square or flat, rather. Yes. And then who it is, Drake's, somebody decided, no, it is like a ball. It's spherical. So you can't just drop off when you reach a certain point. The thing is that you will keep going round and round and round, but you're still going to be on the earth. You're not going anywhere because this globe in front of us, you can't fall off. And because of the way the world spins, you're always on top of the earth. So although we talk about Australia down under, when you're in Australia, you are not down under anything. And I've been to Australia, so I know. <laughs> so there is so much about mathematics in this world that we are living in. We use mathematics like how you, you drink a cup of tea. How do I know you had enough food to eat? My stomach could only hold this amount. You know, I can only see this distance. How do I know it's time to go and get glasses? Because I realize that I can only see this distance, but I'm trying to read further. Um, so I need to measure my sight. How do I know how tall that tree is? How do I know how big a ladder I need to get to the top of the house? And... Uh, we had all kinds of mathematicians who helped us with those things. Yes, we had Archimedes, who we talked about earlier. We had Pythagoras, who helped us to find heights and distances. We recognize, and now cricket is not just a game anymore. Cricket is mathematics. How hard do I need to hit this ball? What angle do I need to hit this ball? What is the path of the ball when it leaves the bat? How high will this ball go? And if it goes this high, how far does this man need to run in order to come and catch it? So that there is so much mathematics around us. There is so much mathematics that we use. There is so much mathematics. I mean, from the time you open your eyes, you're looking at mathematics. So I would say that we need to be excited about the mathematics. 
we need to help our children to see the mathematics. And I will join the ends any day in terms of his manipulatives, his gaming theory. The value of mathematics is our emphasis. And it's not just to be seen as arithmetic. It is not just to be seen as some um, letters that we cannot make sense of. It is to be seen for its usefulness, for its value, for its purpose. And uh, we, the teacher, it's our responsibility to help the children in our charge to see uh, this vast world of mathematics. Well, I wish to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to speak with us today about the theory and the joy of mathematics. The joy of mathematics. I thank you very much, Mr. Beckles. And uh, yes, I am busy, but I'm glad for this opportunity. And I'm glad that you thought that I would be a good person to talk to. Of I thank you. You're welcome, Dr. Griffith. That's it from us today. I wish to credit the tune, The Lounge, from www.bensound.com, which was used as our introductory music. Tune in to our final episode of this podcast, where we will look at the application of mathematics in a practical way. See you next time on Mathematics and You.